Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services, where we outsource IT solutions, infrastructure, support, and cloud computing. I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, and I'll be hosting today's show. We've got some great leaders with us today. We've got a full house uh, from People Helping People. We'll be speaking with their senior marketing director, Chad Terpstra, also from High Hope Service Center, we have a couple of their representatives. We have their Director of uh, Development, Shannon Brabner, as well as their CEO, Susan Bolin-Butts. And we also have a gentleman from Skyview, Atlanta. We have their Director of Sales and Marketing, Jesse or Jess Lorette. Welcome all to our show. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules and being with us today. Good Thank yeah. you for having Thank us. You. Yeah, happy crowd. Looking forward to <laughs> it. Happy crowd. So, uh, okay, so Chad, why don't you uh, kick this off? Tell us a little bit about uh, People Helping People. It's an interesting, uh, intriguing name, really. Exactly. And, uh, tell us about People Helping People and what you guys do. Well, we're an insurance and financial services company uh, founded in uh, Southern California back in 2009. Uh, I actually got started in the financial services industry uh, in 2004. And worked my way up, uh, became a branch office manager, overseeing an agency of 250 agents. And then in September of 2009, uh, a business mentor of mine, uh, a gentleman by the name of Patrick McDavid, uh, made the decision to start to break off and start his own company. So uh, I made that decision at that time uh, to go with him. Uh, with a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns, uh, we broke off and started and started our own company out of an office of uh, one single office in Northridge, California. And today, uh, just five years later, we've grown to uh, roughly 1,350 licensed agents in about 30 states. Wow, that's a lot of growth. That's a lot of growth, absolutely. I personally started in Southern California in 2010, moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, spent a few years down there, and about six months ago, uh, moved up here to Atlanta. So I'm getting, I'm getting used to the, the different weather here because the last 20 years I haven't had winter. <laughs> so uh, so it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a change, it's been an adjustment. For you, it's not hot Atlanta. It's not Hotlanta, that's for sure. <laughs> but People Helping People, we're, we're an insurance and financial services organization. Uh, we're very different from a lot of the traditional companies that people might, people might think of. We, uh, we have a cause, a mission, a crusade, which is to save America by bringing back free enterprise and hope to American families. We, uh, we offer uh, not only financial services products, uh, in my opinion, some of the best in the business, if not the best, in the business, uh, but we off we also offer uh, an entrepreneurial opportunity to uh, to certain individuals like myself when I first got started, who don't necessarily see themselves having a career in financial services, don't have a degree for it or anything like that, uh, but who were looking for an opportunity to do something big with their lives. 
Wow. So, I mean, and it's true, you know, people uh, uh, know people and a lot of individuals don't uh, necessarily follow the track of their college degree or their uh, educational background by, you know, for whatever reason. Right, Chad? I mean, it's just uh, you find something and you roll with it. Absolutely. I was I was at a point in my life in 2004 where I needed to do something different. You know, I was going through challenges. I had spent a few years uh, pursuing an acting career. Uh, in Los Angeles, uh, that hadn't exactly worked out, and and I was just bouncing around, uh-huh. looking uh, looking for what my what my track was going to be. I was 27 years old, and I happened to meet uh, meet Patrick, and as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> Chad Terpstra with people helping people uh, here on Silverlining the Cloud. Uh, Chad, uh, what are some of the challenges that you think are facing uh, our country today regarding money? There's a lot of challenges out there uh, regarding money, and the the primary one uh, that can be broken down into a lot of separate categories is just gen- people's general uh, lack of knowledge when it comes to money, uh, because uh, because there's uh, there's instances you can talk about unemployment, uh, you can talk about uh, there not being good jobs, uh, people that should be working part-time or should be working full-time, working part-time uh, because, because uh, the quote-unquote good jobs are hard to come across <laughs> nowadays. And that all leads into the fact that, number one, people don't save the way they need to. They don't save and invest the way they need to because they're too busy paying bills, struggling to get by, living, pay, living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, but, at the sa- but at the same time, they also don't bother to learn about money. You know, a lot of people, their their basic habit is to do what their friends and family do. Mm-hmm. You know, they go put money in the bank. They go put money in a 401k. Uh, they, they get IRAs, things like that. And not to say that those aren't good products if used properly, uh, but in order to make things work properly for you, you have to understand what you're doing. You know, it's not something where you can just throw money at a product and keep your fingers crossed and pray and hope that, hope that it works for you. Yeah. Because, uh, because today in, in our country, you know, we live in the United States of America, the richest, most powerful country in the world, uh, a beacon of capitalism around the world. And, uh, and the generation that everybody's talking about right now is the baby boomers, mm-hmm. where a lot of them were taught to get a good education, get a job, get a 401k, get the benefits, work hard, be loyal. And 30 or 40 years later, your company and the government will take care of you. How's that working out? Wrong. <laughs> not, not so well. You know, according, according to USA Today, 57% of Americans 55 and older have less than $25,000 saved yeah. for retirement. So we're finding ourselves in a position where the older generation is staying in the workforce longer because they have to. They can't afford to retire. Uh, and as a result, they're also taking jobs away from the younger generation that should be moving into those positions mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so my biggest thing uh, that, I, that I tell people is no matter what position you're in, you're not getting any younger. Today, I'm a day older than I was yesterday. So if I don't do the proper thing, if I don't do the, pr- the appropriate thing to hit my goals financially, five years is going to go by, 10 years is going to go by, and I'm going to be in the exact same position. So even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's painful, even, even if it seems tough to do, it's something that you have to do anyway. Yeah, it's probably one of the toughest things for people to do. It is. Be that discipline with their money. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, there's a lot of people in the uh, financial sector. What, what makes people helping people different? 
Well, we, we, were, we were founded on not only the entrepreneurial opportunity, like I, like I talked about, which is uh, bringing back free enterprise and hope to American families, uh, but we also are not a single option, one size fits all platform. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of financial services companies out there, they're very limited in terms of the products that they're able to offer. And a lot of them uh, also are only able to offer their own products. So if I'm, sit- if I'm sitting with somebody and the products that I have to offer don't necessarily fit their needs, I still have to find a way to sell it to them anyway mm-hmm. because I have a quota, because I want to keep my job, uh, because I want to pay my bills. I got to find a way to sell that product to them even if it's not necessarily in their best interest. With people helping people, we, curr- we currently offer uh, products and services from 14 of the largest national and international financial services companies in the world, all A-plus rated, multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, so that way, if I'm sitting with an individual and option A doesn't work for them, I don't have to try and hard close them on option A. I can go to option B, option C, option D until I find what works best for them. So versus a, versus a sales approach, it's more of an educational approach. And when, I, when I'm sitting with my clients, every one of them, I try to make the, I want to make them feel like they're making the decision about what's good for them versus that I'm trying to sell something to them. Okay, Chad. So tell us why uh, insurance is an important component to the financial plan. I personally believe that life insurance is something that everybody needs. No matter if you're young, old, rich, poor, married, kids, or married, not married, kids, no kids, because none of us ever know what's going to happen. You know, we could be here today, gone tomorrow. We don't, uh, we don't have control of that. You know, none of, none of us was on our birth certificate says you were born on this day, you will die on this day. Uh, so, and I've seen it many, many times uh, over, my, over my career where somebody doesn't take advantage of making sure that they get life insurance and all of a sudden something happens and they pass away. Most recently, it happened to me two weeks ago uh, for somebody that I knew very well who actually used to be one of my agents down in, down in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, when, uh, when he left the business, uh, he had said that he was too young for life insurance, which he was 23 at the time, so society would tell you that he was probably correct, that he, would, that he was too young for life insurance. Well, when he passed away in a car accident two weeks ago, he left behind a fiancé and a, and a baby uh, and no money. So now you find yourself in a situation where the family has to try and raise money in order to bury this, uh, this individual properly who obviously didn't wake up that day and say, oh, by the way, I happen to know that this is going to be my last day alive. Hmm. But also when it comes to life insurance, it's, it's about education and learning uh, about what, el- what all is out there. Because if you, if you go around and ask 100 people, 90 plus percent are probably only going to be able to name two types of life insurance, which are term and whole life. There's actually six out there. So when you're talking about buying an insurance policy, there's no one size fits all. Okay. Every, every single individual is different, and you want to make sure that you get what's appropriate for you. 
It's not about just saying, oh, I saw this commercial on TV or my, my brother has this, my mother has this, my coworker has this. You actually have to do your research even though it's boring and most people would, uh, would rather not uh, deal with it. It's something that I believe is very important for everybody to do. We're talking with Chad Terpstra. He's the Senior Marketing Director at People Helping People here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. So, Chad, uh, you're talking about things like annuities and things like that. There's a lot of vehicles. Uh, why, why is the insurance industry a, a great career right now? Well, I'll take it, I'll take it from a personal perspective uh, with that question, Dominic. Uh, when I got started in the industry, I was at a very low point in my life. Uh, it, was, it was 2004. I had just come out of uh, Chapter 7 bankruptcy. I had no job, and my checking account was empty. So I needed to do, I needed to do something, and, uh, and when I got introduced to this industry, I knew there was no guarantees, you know, because when you go into this industry, generally, it's not with salary or hourly or anything like that. It's generally commission-based. So, so you, don't, you don't go in and say, oh, I'm making $15 an hour or I'm making $40,000 a year where I know every two weeks I've got a check coming. But... It is one of the most lucrative industries in the world uh, once you get things going. Hmm. You know, I'll, sit, I'll sit with people that I'm, that I'm talking about as, uh, as um, potential agents, and I just tell them, stra- I just tell them straight up, it's going to be three to six months before you really start seeing any real money coming in. <clears throat> but once that happens, uh, we're not working for $15 an hour, and we're not working for $40,000 a year. So what would be the profile of a good uh, candidate for, for, for the business and, and for your organization? A good candidate is somebody that knows the value of hard work, uh, that's willing to work more than 40 hours a week. I've been, I've been in this industry for uh, April 22nd will be 11 years. Uh, I haven't experienced a 40-hour work week <laughs> in 11 years. Uh, but it's also the type of industry that, uh, that you're not going to be working till you're 65. You know, it's a it's a seven to it's a seven to ten year process, if you do it correctly. So today I'm 38 years old, uh, and I've been on the broker side for a little over five years. And if things continue to pan out the way they're the way they're looking, uh, I'm looking at uh, being able to retire by the time I'm 40 years old. So so that's that's an opportunity where you have to have the heart. You have to have the hard work. Uh, you know, no, no disrespect to George Washington or Abe Lincoln or Martin Luther King or anybody like that. But national holidays are Mondays. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't take I don't take holidays off or, or anything like that. I work, but I have the ability to have the lifestyle uh, that also goes along with that. Yeah, it's probably a different definition for work, right? It is. It <laughs> is. But you also can't be afraid to take risks, yeah. you know, because too many, too many times we're taught to, to take the safe road. You know, work Monday through Friday, nine to five, salary or hourly, know what we have coming in every two weeks, and no disrespect to people that choose to do it that way, but I just have never been the type of person that, uh, that by Tuesday, uh, I'm saying, well, I can't do this until payday on Friday. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like, uh, I haven't liked living life that way for a long time. So the people that I'm looking for really are people that are looking for an opportunity, that want to do something big, that understand that it, that it is a process. 
You know, it's not get rich quick. It's not overnight. Uh, you're not going to make a million dollars your first year, regardless of what some people out there might tell you. Uh, it just doesn't happen that way. It's uh, it's a process that you have to go through. And you've got the roadmap. I've got the roadmap, and I'm not to brag, but I'm pretty good at what I do. So uh, so if uh, if I'm working with somebody, I'm going to teach them how to do exactly what it is that I've accomplished uh, and how I did it. Okay, great. Chad Terpstra, Senior Marketing Director at People Helping People here in Atlanta. Chad, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you to find out more about your great organization and how they can start making that money. The best way to get in touch with me is uh, by my cell phone or my email. Okay. Uh, I'll, get, uh, I'll go ahead and give, the, give that information out. Uh, my cell phone number is 954-599-8035. I still have the, uh, the Florida number. I haven't changed it since I moved up here. So once again, that's 954-599-8035. And my email is chadtphp at aol.com. So if you, if you reach out to me on, on either of those, uh, I'm very good at answering my phone and returning calls, returning emails. You will be able to get in touch with me. Thanks, Chad. You're welcome. Great, great presentation. Thank you. All right. Next up in our, in, in our show today is uh, a group from High Hope Service Center. We have a couple of their great representatives here today uh, here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. We've got their Director of Development, Shannon Brabner as well as the CEO, Susan Bolin-Butts. And they're with us today to tell us a little bit about uh, the organization and a major upcoming event. Absolutely. Good Welcome, morning. ladies. Thank Good you. Good morning. Okay, great. So uh, let's uh, kick it off with Susan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization and what you're doing? Thank you. I'm delighted to be here today and to get to talk a little bit about High Hope. Um, the High Hope Service Center is a longtime Gwinnett County organization. We were founded by Concerned Parents in 1960. These parents had students with uh, developmental disabilities, and, and at that time they were not uh, allowed, if you will, to go into the public school system for education, and so the parents uh, wanted to form a school for them. And so the, the High Hope Service Center was initially a school for children, and over the years, uh, once federal legislation mandated that all children be served in the public school system, we transitioned to supporting adults with developmental disabilities. So at this time, we provide uh, three different services. We have a weekday program that operates Monday through Friday. And the intent of that program is to give people an opportunity to get out of their homes, give them an opportunity to socialize, and to build skills that help them be more independent. And also, and really importantly, we want them to have access to their community. And so uh, we spend a lot of time um, getting them out into the community, doing activities that are important to them, um, just like you and I would do. The second thing that we do is we support individuals who want to work in the community. So we have a supported employment program and a job coach who goes and um, assists people to find and then maintain employment. And uh, that's a, a really critical program for us. We believe that everybody can contribute and uh, in some way or another. And so we are supporting people who are working uh, in the community. And then the third thing that we do is we have five uh, group homes that operate 24-7, 365 days a year, and that we staff all of those hours. And uh, those are for individuals who uh, want to live uh, independently from their families. And in some cases, uh, their families have, have, have passed away and they no longer have the option of living with their families. And so we have um, uh, taken them in and, and provide support for them in a residential setting. 
Okay, Susan, you've, you've got a lot of uh, volunteers, I presume. It must be a, uh, a sizable volunteer operation. Is that... Uh, we do have um, a good number of volunteers. Uh, Shannon has, uh, working with her, a volunteer coordinator that we were uh, able to add to our staff about a year and a half ago as a result of a grant from the Perimeter Church over in Johns Creek. And uh, we are growing that volunteer program. Uh, that program not only provides people who, who sort of build our capacity uh, and give us ability to do more than we could do with paid staff, but it also uh, really supports our mission in that we're trying very hard to allow people with developmental disabilities to have relationships with people who don't have a disability and who aren't paid to support them. And so it's, it's what we call a natural support. So we love having volunteers come in uh, to assist with all kind of things. We, we have volunteers that come and provide sort of seasonal parties. Uh, we have uh, volunteers that come and uh, do uh, movie days with, uh, with, our, with our clients. Uh, we've got volunteers that do um, that help with shopping at Christmas time. So, and of course, Shannon will probably talk some about the volunteers we have that are helping with our event. Uh, so yeah, volunteers are an important component of what we do. Yes, it sounds like it. So uh, okay, uh, Shannon, yes. you're up. Tell us about this upcoming event. Oh yes, no more mystery. No, that's not. That we'll get it right <laughs> Let's out. Let's get there. the word out. Absolutely. Well, we're having our uh, second annual Gwinnett's Kids Got Talent, and we actually just did our auditions this past Saturday. So this is our uh, signature event that we host each year. Uh, this again being our second time, uh, we've learned a lot and. This is, this is a bigger venue this year. Um, we've got a wonderful group of kids that um, through, from elementary all the way through high school. This is the Gwinnett County group. It's a so broad uh, age, age group. Absolutely. And wow. we had all ages represented on this past Saturday. So we have a great set of talented kids that are coming out, singers, dancers, you name it. We've got a, a, a wide range of our performers that are going to be there on um, March 28th. March 28th? Yep, excuse me. Great. And where is it going to be held? This is going to be at the Central Gwinnett High School in Lawrenceville. So last year we had it at the Aurora Theater, so we're really excited about moving up to a larger venue, a lot bigger um, event for us. Uh, I will tell you that um, I can't give away all of our secrets, but we do have some celebrity judges this year, um, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun for Anyone sure. Anyone from American Idol? Mm -hmm. Can't say that, no. Can't say? No, no. You got to show up to, you do. to find out. You do. We, we have to keep some mystery, mystery to it. Yeah, yes. I love that. Love some mystery. Okay, so um, what else is going on? Let's see. Um, you guys have a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, we do. And, and actually, what's happening, um, trying to think of the, the volunteers, we did talk about that. There's going to be a lot of need for our volunteer program uh, or for the, for the event itself because between concessions and backstage and stuff. So we're, we've got a call out there. Um, we check out our website. And um, if you'd go out to uh, highhopecenter.org slash talent show, we have all the information out there about that. So you can sign up as a volunteer you from can. your website? Absolutely. Okay. Um, tickets for the event are $10 to get in for general admission. $20 for um, the VIP preferred seating. Okay. So, and you can actually pre-order those on our website today. So you can go out there and check it okay, out. Okay, great, mm -hmm. great. Okay, so High Hope supports adults as well as, uh, you know, with developmental uh, disabilities. So um, how does that uh, tie in with the kids thing? It, you know, the, the organization, you know, it's kind of shifting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's a great question, Dom. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we strongly believe that everyone can contribute. And so a key um, focus of our program is figuring out how can this particular adult with a disability, but who has the support 
of a staff member and the community, how can they contribute to their community? And so, um, so we have a number of people um, in groups and individuals who volunteer regularly in the community. And so that's the way they contribute. For example, we have a number of people who do Meals on Wheels routes every week. It's a great connection for them. They do the same routes, so they get to know the people that are on those routes and build relationships with them. We have another person uh, who goes to an assisted living uh, once a week uh, with staff support. He calls bingo. Uh, he, he's, made, he's been doing this for years, so he has great relationships with people in the community, and he is contributing. So that theme of, of contributing is, is the connection with the, with the students. We have asked students... Um, to come and contribute their talent so that our individuals can be supported to contribute their talent. Uh, and so uh, Shannon mentioned some of the needs that we have relative to the event. Um, one of the key needs that we have is for sponsors. And so we are um, in, a, in a big way trying to find uh, local businesses and individuals who want to sponsor uh, this event. It's our only event. Um, the expenses for this event are very minimal. And so all of the sponsorship really goes to support um, the programming that we do at High Hope. Our goal is $100,000. And uh, we are maybe a fifth of the way there at this point. Um, we have some other um, sort of irons in the fire, but we, um, we would love for the community, uh, if, if, if your business is interested in being in front of um, children and their families, this will be a great opportunity uh, for sponsorships. And uh, so, so that's another way that, that, um, that the community can be involved. Okay. All right. Susan Boland-Butts and Shannon Brabner with High Hope Service Center here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. So... Guys, tell us a little bit about the organization itself. Uh, how many people does it take to run your operation? Oh, uh, great question. Yeah. I'll be glad to, to tackle that. So we support about 110 people in those three programs that I described. Our staff right now is about 85 strong, and uh, probably two-thirds of that group are what we call direct support professionals. So those are the people that are working um, in small groups and one-on-one -on -one with the individuals we support. And the mm -hmm. other third um, are you know, really people like Shannon and I who have more administrative roles uh, in support roles in the in the organization. But um, people are often surprised by the number of staff that we have. Um, and, and actually, we have a number of open positions. And so for anybody who might be uh, interested in, in coming to, to do this kind of work, we would welcome you to check us out um, and check out our open positions. So Okay, so they can go to your website to get that information on Absolutely. available positions? Mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. All right. So does your past background have uh, a lot to do with helping you guys out, or does it, is it just the need and the interest in, uh, you know, participating, if you will? Oh, that's an interesting question. Shannon will have her own answer to this, <laughs> and so I want her to answer it as well. But um, I've spent my entire career in the nonprofit sector. Um, I have to say that this job that I've had now for, for seven years um, is the first working with this population. Um, although I was introduced to the population during an internship when I was in graduate school, and this was back in the late 80s, um, when we were still institutionalizing people with developmental disabilities. So I spent um, a whole year um, working a, a little bit each week um, at a place called the Georgia Retardation Center, which was over in Dunwoody. And that institution has now closed, as have many of the institutions across um, the country and, and in Georgia. And, uh, and so I've seen that side of it. I've seen what it's like for people to be institutionalized and separate from their community, and now I have the privilege of working at High Hope, where we're doing everything we can do to connect people to their communities. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a little bit about, about my background. Yeah, yeah. Does the system, mm -hmm. Susan, do you, with your background, do, do you think the system works better 
when um, uh, they're supported by state funds or when they're self-supported? Or is, there a, is it a combination of the two that works best? I actually think it's a combination of the two. If you think about uh, what happened when people were institutionalized, all of a sudden then they were removed from their families, their natural support systems, if you will, um, and placed uh, in, a, in a setting that was funded by all of us, by our tax dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But now that the deinstitutionalization has occurred, many of those people are back living with their families. The families are supported. But those families are still getting up and going to work every day. They're providing, um, you know, room and board, if you will, for their family member. And those are costs that are now not burdening taxpayers, if you will. I think the big challenge, though, Dom, is that we are seeing increasingly that these folks are living longer. Um, they, um, just like the rest of us, adults with developmental disabilities who many, many years ago might not have been expected to uh, to, to live beyond their teens or even their 20s are now living into their 50s and 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. And so they're outliving their caregivers. That's one of the reasons that organizations like High Hope are so critical in our community. And you're helping them to be productive. Exactly. So that's, that's right. on top, icing on the cake. Yeah. Again, they are contributing. Yeah. They yeah, are contributing, contributing to our community. There you go. Yeah, I absolutely. love that. I love that. Okay, so uh, Shannon, uh, let's get back on track here okay. with this uh, event. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, what, what, what kind of help do you guys need for the event? Do you, are you looking for specific help? Well, like Susan mentioned, we are still looking for sponsors. We would love to see some additional businesses from the, from the local area come on and support us. Mm -hmm. um, again, from a volunteer perspective, there's hands-on. Uh, we have a lot of committee members that have been helping us prior to, but we could certainly still use the help. Mm -hmm. um, but on the day, I'd say that'd probably be our biggest, our biggest need, uh, whether it's uh, ushers or um, concession helpers, folks that help, you know, shuffle the kids back and forth um, that day at the event. And what kind of a turnout do you usually get? Did you get last year? What are you looking for this year? I think uh, last year we had about 300. Or, <coughs> That's excuse a me. lot. Which was not bad. This year we were really hoping we've got they've got a 550 seat theater there at um, Central Gwinnett. So mm -hmm. really hoping to fill up the place. Yeah. So, <laughs> absolutely. Do you think these radio shows, TV shows for you know, um, you know all this talent? Who's got talent and all that stuff? Do you think that's helping? Oh yeah, people take an interest in. I think so. I think you know the American Idol and the American America's Got Talent is is really shows what you know in in the nation. And so for us, it's nice to actually bring it home mm -hmm. and to be a little bit more local and, and get the community support. Yeah. So being able to you know promote it to the children is for us is is almost like a community give back too. You okay. know, um, and and for kids, you know, as Susan mentioned, you know, we want it. We we're kind of hand in hand here with them, and it, it gives them an opportunity to show their talents as well as um, us helping them become philanthropists, is there, too. Is there a prize, or is it just Absolutely. everybody's just in there to just do what they do? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have, um, we'll have a first, and second, first, second, third prize for the best talent. We'll okay. also have a first uh, a prize for the most, uh, the top fundraiser as well. So we want to encourage uh, philanthropy there through the well, that's kids. That's a smart move. Absolutely. We'll have some cash prizes, okay. and uh, we actually also have a, a, a surprise top gift for the the two top winners okay so. all right atlanta oh. let's see who can be number one in terms of uh, donations here. absolutely and be a top sponsor for the show and again it's uh, on the 28th why don't you give us Mar the details yep, it's again. march 28th mm -hmm. it's a saturday night from 6 p.m to 9 p.m okay and is it going to be broad uh broadcast uh, uh locally elsewhere not yet, but Not you know what? Well, we might just talk is, to you about that. Well, we feel privileged to Absolutely. get the word out. Okay, sure. great. Here you go. First again on Silver Lining in That's the Cloud. That's right. 
Susan Bowen Butts and Shannon Brabner with High Hope Service Center. Tell our listeners how they can get involved. Absolutely. Well, just check us out on our website at High Hope, H I H O P E, center.org. And uh, we have all of our information out there. You can check out the information on the talent show, our flyers out there. And uh, it's open to anyone. So the whole community is more than welcome to come join us. All right. People get involved. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you very much, both of you, for uh, your information and for participating today. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last but not least, we have Jess Lorette. Correct. Jess or Jesse? Jesse. I'll go by Jesse. Jesse, let's go Mm -hmm. by Jesse today. All right. Love it. Uh, Skyview Atlanta. Tell us about Skyview Atlanta, Jess. Would love to tell you about Skyview Atlanta. Uh, For individuals that are not familiar where we're located, we're located in a downtown area next to Centennial Park, right next to the Tabernacle. We've been there since July of 2013. And we are a 200-foot Ferris wheel, which is about 20 stories. Uh, We have 42 gondolas, which are air-conditioned and heated. And it is a very unique experience to learn about the Atlanta scene down, downtown. We are uh, very proud to become one of the iconic wheels in the world and also uh, have become one of the uh, iconic fixtures of Atlanta. We've been pleased to be put on to Starbucks cards, <laughs> which we did not know about, which was great. Uh, and also we've shown up on T-shirts and different things. Uh, across uh, the United States, as well as in the Atlanta market. So when people look at Atlanta and look at Centennial Park, of course, we're the biggest attraction that's located in the downtown area. Uh, What's really unique about us is that um, we love the idea that you come to our attraction and you're able to learn about the city. So it's an educational, but an entertaining. It only takes nine to 15 minutes to actually experience a flight on our attraction. But we've had Christy Paul, who was our CNN uh, narration that was put on the attraction and explains everything, why Centennial Park exists, what is surrounding the parks, all our new museums and attractions that are located downtown. So once you ride and experience a flight with us, you can decide where you would like to go off to and learn more about uh, the city of Atlanta. Uh, We host and work with a lot of corporate events located downtown with the new dome that's coming down, uh, coming into the city. We have the Hawks, we've got the Braves. We work with all these organizations. We also work with a lot of charity organizations. We love to give back to the community. And I'm pleased to be sitting here today and learn more about what we have here in the city. Uh, We're reaching out, out of the perimeter because we're inside the city. A lot of individuals are not aware that we exist. Uh, They do see us or hear about us, but they don't even know that a wheel is located in the downtown market. Uh, We have been, we are pleased and we love Atlanta. Uh, I know that in the past, uh, the wheel was located originally in Pensacola is where it landed when it came from Europe. This wheel is the only mobile wheel in the United States, North American market. It can be taken down in two weeks and reconstructed in two weeks into another location, but we're not planning on going anywhere. Sounds like you've got the strategic location for sure. (laughs) We do. We have the great location. Uh, If you're not familiar, we're at 168 Lucky Street, which sits right next to the Tabernacle, which is the first, uh, if if you're not familiar with the Tabernacle, it was the original House of Blues during the Olympics for 14 days, and this was the flagship. Mm. And so we sit right next to that location and do a lot of events with them. The actual structure itself where we're located 
uh, we do do events. Uh, when I say events, we do corporate lunches. We have had birthday parties. We do have some birthday packages that we've come up with, which you're more than welcome to go to our site and inquire about. Uh, corporate lunches where we had corporations, law firms, different corporate um, cocktail receptions that can take place. And we are one of the only ones that, of course, in the downtown market that can accommodate 30 to 75 people. Sometimes it's very difficult for those organizations to find those venues due to the fact that most of them will accommodate 100 or more. So we're able to accommodate those smaller venues. Uh, when it comes to the actual attraction itself, we give a lot back, as I said, to the charities. We do a, a, a month in October where each month we give back a portion of a ticket sale according to that day, such as walks, um, concerts that take place in, the, uh, in, in Centennial Park itself. We encourage them to ride. And so every ticket, full price ticket that is sold, we give back a percentage with those different organizations. Mm -hmm. So that's our charity month that we do. Um, Okay, Jesse, how many people can get on this Ferris uh, wheel? At one time, if we were to actually seat six per gondola, it would be, a, it would be 142. I mean, I'm I sorry, 242 say. people oh, okay. on the actual gondola. That's a lot. Yes, but we don't, do, we don't uh, fill the gondolas like this. We allow you to have a private. So when we load them, if you have a party of two, you get the gondola to yourself. We're one of the only wheels that do do this we do not want to put you on another gondola with another party because oh, then you have to go around and introduce yourself and right, you know right. you want the experience to be <laughs> you know for yourself and so we get we love that opportunity for our guests to enjoy yeah yeah that's, that's intriguing and i love the word flight yes well ride. it is a flight uh we use the word gondola and we use a flight uh at the same time we have two experiences here at uh, at skyview the first one is our regular one which is a nine to 15 minute experience, or we have a VIP. The VIP is a gondola that is, was designed and ha by Ferrari in Europe. It has a monitor, has wine chillers. It's got a glass bottom to it. It loads from the back. We bring you back into our VIP tent, which has been constructed on the deck where we do host our corporate lunches. This is only booked online. This is a $50 per person experience. Uh, for Valentine's, if you go onto our website, I know we have a few left, but we're pretty much booked out for the three-day weekend. It's a, it's a very romantic evening in the evening, and wow. it's a great dinner experience after. And, of course, the lights across the city is wonderful, and it, it's a wonderful experience. Big on date nights. Big on wedding proposals. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many proposals that we get and request. And these gentlemen come up with so many great ideas. And I'm like, we cannot shut the wheel down for you <laughs> or stop it for. Okay. Well, and that and the VIP, I could go on and Careful on and on. Now. But the VIP, this is, is <laughs> the VIP is a 30 minute experience. It's a flight for 30 minutes. So it's an extended flight. And I'm getting the feeling that uh, you got to look ahead in your calendar to book to book some time on the on the on the on the, on the, on the VIP and of course we do love holidays because yeah. <laughs> we work too because we this is the time that everybody has to come out and and, and enjoy the weekend of course we are subject to the weather we always uh, encourage our guests to check our website or check our Facebook page there are weather uh, issues that can cause us to shut down, such as heavy rains, winds over 40 miles an hour. These are things that we just have to take into precaution. Also, the fact that any lightning during the summer, we have to shut it down due to the fact that it is a deck. 
and it is something that we, I don't think anybody would want to be in the air with a lightning storm going on. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but these are the things that we encourage our guests because we, we do not want any of our guests to drive all the way down there and, and be disappointed. Yeah. And so with that being said, it doesn't happen a lot. We get that out and we do take care of our guests who do come down and we want everybody to have a great time. And we want first and foremost for everybody to enjoy the city of Atlanta. Atlanta is becoming a destination. A lot of people are coming here specifically for our museums and to experience downtown. Mm-hmm. And with you know, being part of the community downtown in the Lucky Marietta district and the uh, Atlanta underground, everybody's aware that that has been purchased and it's going under construction. That is a big enhancement to our city and that's just gonna make us even stronger and, and offering so much to our visitors along with the new dome the convention center. So Atlanta is exploding as a destination. Mm-hmm. So it's just referred to as Skyview Atlanta. It is. And um, you can't just walk up and get a ride. It's the feeling I'm getting. Or is no, you can. You can? You can Definitely. walk up. All of our regular tickets are purchased on location. Mm-hmm. Any VIP request needs to be purchased online uh, because gotcha. it's a specific reservation time that mm-hmm. you show up 10 minutes prior because mm-hmm. it's back-to-back. Okay. But regular attendance? No, anybody can walk up to the attraction and ride. You probably get some pretty sizable organizations that, uh, you know, have a lot of people that uh, we do uh, coordinate that. I do group sales as well. We have a lot of schools that bring, you know, 50 to 300 students. Mm-hmm. We've had some organizations that's come in, corporate events that have been 1,500 to 2,000. So it just depends on the size of the company. We also have, um, you know, a lot of we do offer buyouts which we can but that's something you need to inquire about because it depends on what day what time how it wants to work so on the corporate sector there's quite a few companies that have come in and wanted it exclusively but we do not want to take away from our local guest Mm -hmm. by shutting something down we hinder and you know how social media is today we don't do it encouragingly yes we are a profit organization we also look out for our daily guests as well and it's important. So we try to encourage to do it on our slower times, but keep the peak times available to our daily visitors. Jesse Lebrett, uh, Director of Sales and Marketing at Skyview Atlanta. Great information, Jesse. This Thank is you. incredible. I'm getting some vibes over here from uh, Susan <laughs> and uh, Shannon. Uh, I think they want to p- cut a deal. <laughs> Maybe the winner, or the, the company that gives the most uh, to their organization uh, for their upcoming uh Event we can talk. Maybe we'll talk. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, get anybody in trouble, but sounds like a match made here, <laughs> here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. Um, Jesse, anything else you need to tell us about? Uh, anything that's uh, you know, how's the future look? And uh, the future's great. Yeah? I mean, we have a lot of encouragement. You got a contract, long-term contract. You're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We'll be here for quite a while. The mm-hmm. city is, as I said, we've become a iconic symbol of the city and it's very hard to remove that when you're starting to show up on everything and it's it's nice (laughs) that you know when people look at the wheel they say atlanta because centennial park sits in front of it so we've got centennial park and we've got the wheel in the background one of the things i would like to say that's up up and coming is valentine's weekend we have a very exciting weekend happening this uh this valentine's not only are we having our own experience, but we've got a great cheer sport organization that's coming in that's in the in the actual uh, Georgia World Congress Center. 
We also have the circuits, which is in town. We are also, and what we do is we add on to that. We have our own face painters, our own jugglers, our own acrobats that are out at the wheel for our guests to experience. And then we also have the flights that are happening. We we're, we have boxes of chocolate that are available, live roses, yeah. electric <laughs> roses. I can go on and on and on of things that we do have. And, and the other thing is we do offer beer and wine on the location, only on the location. And then we also have, we bring in various food trucks that we trade out so people have the opportunity to have a meal because we have a bistro area that's located on one side. And then we also have the VIP tent, which we rent out for private parties. So anybody that wants to inquire about special events or anything can go to our website, which is a, 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 you know skyviewatlanta.com or at events at skyviewatlanta.com will come directly to me. Sounds great. Excellent. Great information. Didn't, didn't know all that. Skyview <laughs> a lot of Atlanta. people don't. That's why I'm here. I want yeah, everybody Skyview to learn about Atlanta. it. I love it. I love it. Okay. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud brought to you by CDI Managed Services. Uh, with us today, Chad Terpstra, People Helping People, Shannon Brabner, and Susan Bowen Butts with High Hope Service Center, and Jesse Lorette, Skyview Atlanta. Thank you all. We really appreciate your visiting with us today and getting the word out and helping Atlanta and contributing to the uh, services and jobs for our community. Uh, on behalf of CDI Managed Services, I'm Dominic Rainey, and it's been a pleasure hosting today's show. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourced IT support, migrating your company to the cloud, CDI Managed Services is your Silver Lining in the Cloud.